Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. Uh, we're recording this very late at night or later than I usually record anything. So um, I'm a little low energy and I've been having tech issues once again. Um, but, uh, you know, talking about Marvel with you, Kelsey, always puts a smile on my face. How are you doing today? I was just going to say the same thing about you, Dill. I'm great. Uh, I just realized we're both also wearing earth tones. So we're kind of we matchy are. matchy today. Yeah, I mean, good goes to show how good of a host I am that I forgot to put a Marvel shirt on while I go put a Marvel shirt on, like I was <laughs> supposed to, before I forgot. Uh, Kelsey, why don't you tell us about the news of the week? Because my news is your news. We're talking about the Emmys, but Kelsey, give your lowdown while I go do that. Sure. So I'll, the I'll Emmys. Turn my camera off so you can't see me do the change, but I'm listening. Emmys happened uh, last week, um, the 19th, September 19th. And uh, some interesting stuff happened. Unfortunately, we didn't see WandaVision win any of the major awards that they were nominated for in the limited series category. But we did see that they won um, for some creative awards, some technical wins. Um, I'm just, sorry, using a second to pull those up right now so I know exactly which ones they won for. Where'd my shirt go? Oh, how'd he change? Wow, hey, look at him now. <laughs> that's a quick change. That's my theater skills right there. <laughs> okay, so they won for Outstanding Fantasy Sci-Fi Costumes. Nice. And Outstanding oh. Original Music and Lyrics, I believe, for Agatha All Along. Of course. And Outstanding Production Design for a Narrative Program. So they got some technical and, and creative awards. You said production um, design? You said production design was one of them? I did. Good. Yeah, that's that's one I would definitely give them because like the sets were amazing. Going through literally decades and decades of different sets, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, well-deserved. Well Good job, WandaVision. Um, well-deserved. Happy. Yeah. Uh, a little disappointed. You know, was really hoping that they would squeak out one of those wins yeah. for the performances. I honestly um, thought that it should have won like overall limited right. series because well, it was a, just so it was just so so unique and nothing that I feel like we've seen in TV before. But I just yeah. don't think that the Emmy voters were that keen on voting for something Marvel yeah. related. I, I think know. I think there's enough Marvel fans out there to nominate it because it did get nominated. But I think when it comes to a win, the same thing we've seen with Mandalorian with Star Wars, like it's not getting the wins it's getting the nominations but it's wins are mostly in like the technical categories so i'm not surprised but at the same time i'm like yeah maybe this is just a good trendsetter so now if a future show is good enough to sneak its way in there it'll get nominated as well um dom Cheadle also did not pull off his uh his emmy win for best guest actor in a television series that he had no business even being nominated for because he's in one scene of yeah. the winter soldier but he was nominated and he did not win but um a pretty rough night for Marvel fans on the Emmys, but I think the stuff that did win was still deserving. I mean, um, it's not sure. in the same category, but Ted Lasso got a bunch of nominations. A lot of my close friends and family will watch that show. They love it. Um, Mayor of Easttown and Queen's Gambit seem to really split all the categories that WandaVision was up for as well. So I got yeah. to check those shows out. Um, but yeah, it was an entertaining show. Uh, I was watching it, kind of half watching it, watching the Chiefs game on the other TV. But, you know, I was bouncing back and forth. One was definitely a little more entertaining than the other, or a little more satisfying, I'd say, than the other. Um, meaning the Chiefs lost, but it's okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't know you were a Chiefs fan, Dill. I'm, I'm not, but we are a Chiefs, like, apartment. So, like, apartment okay. is like the, the Giants and Chiefs. 
and then it's like Red Sox, and then I'm the Yankee. But like it's it's like those are the sports teams that we root for in this apartment, and at least the football teams we kind of root for together. Whereas baseball, it's a little different. But yeah, um, gotcha. so we are both we are all rooting for the Chiefs, uh, especially Honestly, against the Ravens. But yeah, the biggest disappointment for me at the Emmys was I already voices to you but for those of you listening the fact that Bo Burnham's inside yeah. did not win the pre-recorded variety show category well, was absolute like bs oh my god so it's not it's not the fact that Bo Burnham didn't win because he should have won but like if he didn't win I'd be like all right who did win and it's Hamilton and I think it's like well like it's it's a I get why they're calling it a variety special because like it, it it was on a TV it was on Disney Plus but like it's a stage performance the same stage performance won Tony's so the fact that Hamilton is now an Emmy Award winner for the same exact production same direction the only thing that's different is the camera yeah and it beats Bo Burnham's Inside which is one of the most brilliant things put on any screen this year like that's a little weird but um it is what it is. It like Hamilton had its time. It swept yeah. the Tonys. We like it. We know we right. recognize it for what it is, and we did in like 2016 when it came out. But it is now like six years old at this point. Well, that's another thing too. Is it's like it didn't come out last year, and then the pandemic cut it. If if like six, the show six on Broadway, it had one performance, and then it closed one preview and then everything closed on Broadway. Yeah. If they had filmed that and put that on the Tonys or whatever in a one or the Emmys in a one, like whatever. But the fact that Hamilton is now like, well, like, like you said, six or seven years old since it premiered at the public, not even on Broadway. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just been so long. Like, why is it still winning awards? I don't know. I just, anyway. Oh, that was, <laughs> to, oh, it makes me want to rip my hair I out. I was that, was a Kelsey, that was a Kelsey rant right there. Um, <sighs> Yeah. We are not here to talk about the Emmys, though, anymore. We are here to talk about What If, uh, the last two episodes, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of, which we'll get to, but just, you know, we are covering every episode and movie of Marvel, so we're going to talk about it, uh, yep. and we're going to group them together in one video, because uh, next week we have another special review for something that is not even MCU-related. It is Marvel-related, but not MCU-related, but um, Kelsey, the first episode... Uh, you need to help me out with these titles because I, I always forget them. I know the second one is like, what if Thor partied or something like that? But I need you I to mean, tell me. Close, but not really. Uh, um, the first episode we're going to be talking about is episode six, which is called What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? Right. And then episode seven is called What If Thor Were an Only Child? So you not- were. You were so, you were close, Dill. I was not close at all. Um, this, this is the tiredness of my day showing up. I, I um, gotcha. by now it's already happened, but I, I put together a whole video for my pop ops 80th birthday, which was this week, and we surprised him with it yesterday. When you're hearing this, uh, so I it's weird because it's like this weird inception thing. We're recording this before I go to Florida, but then I've already surprised him in Florida before we're hearing the podcast so it's, it's weird but anyway i was in florida this past weekend Jeez, i feel um, like the tva is gonna show up we're, <laughs> we're talking about time too much i was in florida this weekend and i um i played that video for him but it, i basically spent all day thursday when we're recording this editing it so it's it was a long day um gotcha. and i had stuff to do this morning as well so it's it's a lot um but i'm here i'm here to talk but it's gonna be mostly a kelsey dominated podcast today because i'm sure oh, my, God thoughts help are, us then. my thoughts are very short and brief but uh kelsey please give us your little lowdown and then some thoughts on your on the episode sure so uh here's my synopsis for episode six um after saving him in the middle east eric killmonger uses tony as a pawn in his mission to get to wakanda 
there it is. So um, essentially, this episode was a hybrid of I want to say Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and Black Panther. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's kind of we're back to the same formula of what if this movie played out differently than it did rather than what if one thing happened in the whole universe was different. And I like kind of those other ones, like the zombies ones where it's not confined to one movie really. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, was just my biggest thing is I felt like we were kind of backtracking, but um, also I hate to say it and, and we're going to get into spoilers. Sorry, but you know, they don't affect the overall MCU. So who cares? Um, watching Tony die a fourth time now, because we saw him die in Endgame. Yeah. We saw him die again in the what if episode with the murder mystery where they're killing off all the avengers we saw him die i believe in the zombies episode and now we're watching him die again and it's just like at, at some point it almost just doesn't feel like anything it just kind of feels void and like you know yeah. it doesn't have the emotional impact because we've seen it over and over and over of course they also killed t'challa in this episode so it's like you know that hurts because no one's yeah. dead too like like the actor it, it's it's a lot, uh, but Kelsey, what were your thoughts on this? Because you know, it was—I thought it was okay, but it definitely didn't stand out as anything special to me. I mean, I—I I thought that it was okay. I'll agree mm -hmm. with you. My biggest issue with this episode was that it just, for me, it ruined the character of Killmonger. I agree because he's just such like he's easily like I think between the two of us, at least a top three villain for oh, both of us. Between the two of us, we actually had a ranking. It was number one combined. It was my number was one and your number two. So oh, it was okay. our number so, one combined. Yeah. He's he's up there for us. And the fact that they just made him just like so much more like selfish and just cruel and like yeah. just so I feel like so many unnecessary deaths happened in this in this uh, episode. That just made him just like so unlikable because you in Black Panther, like you totally get his message. You get where he's coming from. It's yeah. not that to the point where you're rooting for him by any means, but like you understand him. There are and times where you're rooting for some parts of what he does. Like there are right. in Black Panther. Like there are some moments. Where, oh, yeah, that does make sense. It's kind of fucked. But yeah, I, I agree with you, though. Like this one, not at all. And I will say this though, at the end, by the end of Black Panther, you're almost hoping that he does choose to, you know, keep the knife in him, allow T'Challa to save him so that, you know, T'Challa can do what T'Challa does best, which is rub off and pull out the good in people. And you know what? Maybe Killmonger is a person at the end of the day who's worth saving, but he chooses not to do that. He pulls the blade out and it's like this gut wrenching moment of like, ah, but what could have been? And it's like, if this is what could have been, I don't want it, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I just, I don't love the direction they took only because like, I think the power of his performance was also that he does die in that movie. So it's like, that's the one thing of his, like that is yeah. his story. And now it's like this, I get it's supposed to be this like alternate universe, like what if thing, but like, it, it like you said, it kind of backtracks a lot of what was already established when Ryan Coogler made him in Black Panther when he created the character um, for the screen. Um, and, and that's just kind of what we were bound to get at some point with what if was like a very like weird version of a character we already loved. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas I think like even the party Thor episode, while I didn't love it, I think it was a cool t take and different side of a character we love. And I think we could still love him. Whereas here it's like, damn, like he was such a good villain. And now I'm just kind of like, eh, you know? Um, yeah. Which I'm glad that's not Canon, but you, you know, it, it was okay. You know, it wasn't anything special. I thought it was just, 
it, honestly, it was the killing of Rhodey for me that did it. I was like, ah, oh, man, like, he's going to kill Rhodey? Like, he didn't do anything. And, and, and it just, like, it upsets me because then, obviously, we know that, like, Tony, like, found out through Jarvis, like, what actually happened during, like, the vibranium deal, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, gone wrong. And, right. yeah, he just became such a vindictive and... and evil person that I was like, ugh, this isn't even fun. Like, he's not even fun to watch. So, um, now I have to ask you the question. I kind of alluded to this when I texted you. Um, so, we've been getting a lot of these voice actors coming back. Some of them haven't. And mm. this episode, I think, really, really showed that these, like, really showed the hand of, like, oh yeah, these are voice actors doing impressions of Marvel characters rather than just being their own character. Like, this was the episode I really noticed and they really stuck out to me. I don't know if that was the same for you, but like, I think with Pepper, with Tony, obviously with mm-hmm. um, Shuri, like yeah. their characters with Obadiah Stane, there were characters. I was like, mm. well, listen, my biggest problem with the characters was the fact that Shuri, why was Shuri like 13 years old? She was like this tiny child. I was like, I don't understand this. <laughs> I'm like, this right. makes it like more weird because then at the end, I love the ending, by the way, when it was like clear that they were setting up like a team up between Shuri and Pepper. Um, yeah, I, like I was too. like, well, ooh, that, that's cool. That's the thing is it's like the most interesting part of it you ended on. Like that's where it should have yeah. started was like, what if like kind of do the whole episode in five minutes and then make the next 20 or 30 the Pepper and Shuri stuff I think it would have been a lot cooler. Right. Um, honestly, for me, Dill, you might disagree with me, but Mick Wingert, who was the voice of, of uh, Tony Stark, I didn't I didn't mind it. You know, I didn't hate it. It didn't take me out too much. Like obviously, like you can't replace RDJ. He's irreplaceable. I but- think that's I think that's it though, is I think because RDJ's voice is so distinct, mm-hmm. it's easier to fake Pepper. It's easier to fake Obadiah Stane. It's harder to fake Shuri and it's harder to fake Tony, which is why those were the two that I got. Shuri was the biggest problem. I was like, this one, I just, I, it's obviously you've got the Wakandan accent, but then she's also, yeah, like you said, she sounds like a little kid and it's just, it just wasn't. And she was, she was like illustrated as like a a little kid. I was like, is that what she is supposed to look like? That's what she's drawn as in the comics, I guess. It's like the only thing I can think of. Especially when other characters are them too. Like the Killmonger, it's Michael B. Jordan. So like Mm -hmm. there's obviously going to be that very clear similarity in saying this guy McWinger McDonald's and McWinger McLovin is doing an Iron Man impression rather than just being Tony. Like I'd rather him just take his, do his own take on Tony rather than like try to be RDJ, but like it's like a picky thing. Well, very picky thing. At this point, it's like RDJ and the character of Tony Stark are just so like submerged. They are so like basically one that I don't even blame Wick, like Mick Wingert for quote unquote, doing an impression of him because at the end of the day, like I feel like they, from here on out, like, especially, I mean, I don't see them replacing, like recasting Tony Stark in the MCU, like at all, but just for this specific project, like, I feel like they did a pretty good job of writing Tony and giving him like the quips of RDJ and like the, almost like the mannerisms, like, you know, I really felt like it, these easily could have been like lines and and a performance done by RDJ. It just wasn't, you know. Gotcha. And so, it's so, it's really not Mick's fault that he yeah. can't be RDJ. I mean, who can? 
exactly. Um, yeah, but it's just now more and more it's becoming obvious who is and who isn't. And it's just me being picky and like me being like, oh, but if only, you know, so it is what it is. <laughs> so um, let me well, ask you this, Neil. Would you have just preferred that they just recast all the voice actors? Ah, maybe, but, and then you could maybe like make it more of like what they look like in the comics, maybe, um, because also you're trying to make it look like the actors. It's not drawing, mm -hmm. it's, not car it's not cartoons of the characters, it's cartoons yeah. of the actors playing characters. Like, right, Vivian right, right. Like, Vivian looks like Paul Bettany, so. Vision is also an android. <laughs> very true, very true. All, all, also a good point. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, I'm mixed on this episode. I'm very mixed, but you know, it's not bad. I don't think, but it was definitely probably the most underwhelming so far, especially because yeah. we've gotten some strong episodes back to back. But do you have any more thoughts on this one, or should we party on over to Party Thor? Um, I I noticed an Easter egg in this episode. If you want to hear it, yeah. Um, when it. when Killmonger first rescues Tony, he says that the Ten Rings have reinforcements in route. So. Uh, I guess Killmonger was doing some work for the Ten Rings back in the day. For the Mandarin, uh, as, maybe. As trained assassins do, I guess. Maybe. we did watch uh, Shang-Chi. Right. Um, That's a good catch. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't watch it with subtitles this time, so there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just looking at my notes, and I'm like, I, did, I just, like, hate... That, like, it was literally, like, everyone, he was, like, double-crossing everyone. Like, this guy was a renowned, like, Navy SEAL. Like, Pepper, like, made one comment, and, like, General Ross was like, hey, like, this is a respected, like, soldier you're you're talking to. And, like, the fact that he just double-crossed, like, the U.S. Army, like, so quick. Literally just, like, a turn on a dime. He was like, no, like, I'm taking yeah. out their drones one by one, like, they're they're thinking that like we have the advantage. No, Wakanda has the advantage because like I I was like, oh, this guy kind of sucks. <laughs> like I'm not rooting for him at all. And plus, like once he gets to Wakanda, isn't the whole point to like, I don't know, eye for an eye? Like, isn't the next step like taking out T'Chaka once he gets that the herb in him and he becomes a Black Panther? Like, yeah. I don't know. It just, it just felt like such an abandonment of what that character was, but you know, yeah. I, I don't fault the Marvel people. They, they took a risk and that's what the show is doing. It's like taking risks and going outside the box and some aren't going to work. And that's just what this was. Um, the next one though, I think did work a little bit better. Um, so yeah. do you think that's a time to transition now into uh, the better of the two episodes. Sorry. I, I'm just trying to get to the next one. I, I, I don't know if you can tell. No, uh, it's fine. We will, we'll talk about it. Let me yeah. uh, give you my synopsis. Ooh, okay. Synopsis. Thank you. Yep. Um. So what if, Thor, we're an only child, episode seven. Thor's lack of conflict in his life turns him into the ultimate frat guy with one goal, party on as many planets as possible. There it is. Yeah. Um, I think this episode just kind of felt like, hey, let's just have a good time and have a fun time and just like kind of not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And it was great until it started taking itself too seriously. Like, I think the first half of this episode was just a ton of fun, just seeing all the different Marvel characters showing up. But this Rager, hosted by Thor, mm -hmm. Chris gets the return of the rule. I thought it was a very fun opening. And, like, I much rather prefer the first half to the second, uh, just because okay. of that energy and that fun nature of it. You know, seeing Korg and Nebula flirting and seeing uh, Howard the Duck trying to score one with Darcy, like yep, crazy yep, shit. Yep, yep. That's like hilarious to watch now. Uh, yeah, the, totally. the, the uh, Jeff Goldblum on the DJ, uh, 
DJing the party. I mean, it, it Grandmaster was, DJ, yeah. Hilarious. But yes, uh, Kelsey, what were your thoughts? Um, yeah, this one definitely seemed like more lighthearted. It definitely was like, I feel like more of a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, full, a full with a lot of great gags. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just like looking over my notes. I have a lot of Easter eggs, obviously, yeah. because there were a lot of things to pick up on. And well, this. why don't you talk through your Easter eggs? And then maybe if you spur any thoughts about that part of the episode, you can talk <laughs> about it. Well, we'll kind of go in reverse. You know, we're, we're oh, okay. changing up the algorithm right now. Okay, so uh, Easter egg. Uh, the first guy I noticed who the character that I recognized from the MCU was the guy who teams up with Hela in Thor mm -hmm. Ragnarok. He uh, teleported into the party, and Thor was like, Thunder hug. Um, what is um, his name? It's Carl Urban plays him. Uh, starts with a S, maybe? SK? Skur Scourge? Skuller? I don't know. Let me look it up. I don't know. You, you go ahead. That's good trivia, though. Uh, at 539, I noticed that uh, just the back of him, that Yondu was in the crowd. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, as you talk, you mentioned uh, Howard the Duck is in this episode, as he was in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Um, at 642, Thor is talking to Skrulls. Um, and then at 7 minutes, uh, 7 seconds, we see the Grandmaster is there eating some cake with his trusty assistant, Topaz. Um, then we see, uh, the Grandmaster as the DJ, um, Nebula is there and she's, uh, doing some gambling in Las Vegas and Korg blows on her dice. Later, we do see Meek with Korg. So the, the, uh, the duo, the it's iconic scur scourge, it's scourge. It's was scourge. Right. Good for you, Jill. That's good. Um, we see a shot of Drax and Valkyrie. Drax has some lines in this, although mm -hmm. it is not Dave Batista, as we yeah. know. Um, we see a shot of Darcy and Howard the Duck getting married. Like, good bit. Also, just loved, always love having uh, Kat. Kat Dennings. Yeah. Dennings. Kat Dennings involved. Yeah, yeah. It's She's just so, yeah. so, just like, just one of those actors that I'm just like, oh, this is instantly going to be good now because yeah. she's involved. That's how I feel yeah. about and Tom Hiddleston. I'm like, he's involved. I know it's going to be good. Because, like, I, he's involved in this one, too. And it's Loki the Frost Giant. And him and Thor have this great, like, bromance almost going for them. They call each other their brother from another mother. They're all buddy-buddy. It's great. And, like, right. like, he just stands out to me in every performance. Like, even when he gave this version of Loki, I was like, this is still great. I love this. I love everything yeah. that he's giving me right now. When he's yeah. wishing on the star, he's like, ah, oh, yes, shooting star. Okay. Uh, what should I mm, what should I do? And I'm like, oh my God. It's just <laughs> I think it's this, just like this is, those little this is, moments, you know. Why, why this episode is better than the first is because mostly all the big characters are their voice actors. It's Chris Hemsworth, it's Tom mm. Wilson, it's Natalie Portman. They're all getting to do their thing. Some of the right. minor characters are different, like obviously Drax, but that doesn't really make a difference here. Like it's the main players, even Kobe Smolders is Maria Hill. Like, like that really makes an impact. Captain Marvel wasn't, but again, her voice, I think is the easiest to replicate. Yeah. So. And I was, and I, and I will say Dill, she was the only one that wasn't, she's not Brie Larson. Uh, Captain Marvel is voiced by Alexander, uh, Alexandra, sorry, Daniels. And you yeah. know what? I thought she was pretty good. She was fine. I felt, yeah. I felt the same way about her as I did Mick. Where I was like, this isn't taking me out of it at all. Right. Also, Carol Danvers is pretty easy to replicate. Um, but yeah, I thought she did. I thought she did a great job. I thought that 
Thor and Captain Marvel, I think that they maybe just wanted to put an episode where they had to put, quote unquote, the two strongest Avengers up against each other. And I think this was their excuse. But I did think that their fighting went on a little too long. I was like, like, I'm over this. I I I don't care who wins the fight at this point. The first half was just a little bit more interesting because it was just that characters kind of sitting around having fun, shooting shots and drinking shots. And it was like, that was what was so nice about Age of Ultron, the beginning. But then once things get get a little more serious, it just becomes kind of like your MCU, kind of what you expect. Um, yeah. And in this episode, I thought it was like, yeah, great until like the Captain Marvel Thor fight. It was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's great. But I want to get back to like the characters flirting with each other and having one night stands with ducks and crazy shit like that. That's just so out of the box that I think the yeah. show has done really well with stuff like zombies and other things like that. Yeah, totally. I think that seeing them taken out of their like, storylines and just put in in entirely unique situations like the zombies episode is what I was hoping we would get more of with this uh, series, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I think I wish there was a little bit more with Thor and Loki themselves a little bit more. If you're going to get dramatic, like go into a little bit into that um, because they just were kind of like, Oh yeah, he left him with the frost giants and didn't adopt Loki, yada, yada. And I wish they hadn't breezed over that. I wish it was more impactful, but again, like if they're going the comedy route, I think they really nailed it for this one um yeah it's not, it's not the episode that's going to stand out to me but it's like it's one of the better episodes i think because it was just kind of a fun time it was fun to watch yeah it was just kind of fun uh yeah. and like you said like the second half i mean it was either like frig is gonna come in and like reprimand her son or they're going to blow up thor i was like what are these options i don't like right. either of what's mm-hmm. happening, how, what we're doing to resolve this. First of all, I don't think Thor using Earth as his personal nightclub would warrant them calling Captain Marvel. I just don't think that, that Carol, uh, Carol Danvers would show up and be like, I'm sorry, this is what you needed me for? I'm After going all these years? Like, no, really? literally. <laughs> um, and, I have to ask, I have to ask. Um, sure. There was one moment that stuck out to me, and it's when she was addressing Frigga, and she was trying to call her by her last name, what do you think Frigga's last name is? Because Odin, all the boys are Odin's son because they're the son of Odin, and Laufey's son because Loki's the son of Laufey, but Frigga, she's the daughter of who? We don't know, but like, what is her last name? And I thought it was a good, because it's not Odin, so Odin's wife. Oh, like Odin wife, yeah. yeah. That was interesting. I was like, huh, I wonder what the women in this universe are called. I think we've discussed that before, right? I feel like in Loki, we were like, when we were talking about Loki, we were like, hey, what is what is this? How do they, I don't know. What, I, 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 yep, I found a uh, last name. Wow, I, I can't her. believe you found it that quick. Uh, in marvelfandom.com, baby, the there wiki is. for all things Marvel. It's, it's her, it's like her dad's name with like daughter at the end. So it's okay. like Frey, Frey daughter. Frey daughter? Do you see? Oh, Frey daughter. Okay, yeah. Frey you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At least to marvelfandomwiki.com, so... <laughs> Well, that's where go. I. That's, this is where I get all my information, by the way. So I, I trust it with my life. Thank you for answering what what, what could have been a fun bit of us just trying to guess because that would have been either really fun for us or really annoying for everyone else watching. So, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I just like I figured that she probably did have a last name, and I was like, oh, I think I need to know what it is now. Yeah. Well, um, we didn't have her last name in the bracket, so if we ever redo May Madness and she gets the one seed again, like she did for randomly, because um, remember we randomized it, she was the one yeah, overall. Yeah, we sure did. Thor's mom. We were like, hell yeah, again the one seed. Um, 
then we'll make sure to put her last name on there. Um, any last, any other thoughts just on this episode? Like, like I said, it was fun, but again, it's like it's hard to really dissect and deep dive, deep dive and dive deep <laughs> into this because it's just like it's yeah, Thor, it's Thor drinking, and we've seen it, but it's it's fun, you know. Well, two more things I'll yeah. I'll say before we uh, wrap up here is that uh, one of my other Easter eggs is the fact that Rocket is in the hotel room the morning after when uh, Jane wakes up and we can actually hear Thor saying in the background, there's a rabbit in the sink. Look at this cute little rabbit. So it's like (laughs) a nice little callback to Endgame or or foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, slash infinity war when he's just like, wow, look at this rabbit. Um, And then lastly, this one ends on like a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Huge cliffhanger that we'll just simply never get answers to. I don't imagine we ever will. Maybe and it's, season two. Maybe. It's an evil villain vision who has collected all the infinity stones. Yeah. I, I heard some people saying it was like an old a vision Ultron kind of hybrid type thing. Mm. Like like it had the Ultron armor and it was it had the Ultron robots around him. But like, yeah, that was really cool. Like evil vision with his uh, Infinity Stones, and then the last one's in his mind. I thought that was pretty fun. If anyone could do a clean sweep of those Infinity Stones, like, most efficiently, it would be Vision, because he's already he's already got one. Yeah. Well, that's why I always wondered. I was like, why, why if you're going to spread out all the Infinity Stones, why not just, like, collect them all, and then just make good with the snap? Like, like use it for good on your end. Like, I never got why the Avengers just didn't try to, like, collect all of them themselves earlier. Like, oh, this guy's hunting for them? Okay, let's go hunt for them ourselves and try to find them, you know? And then oh. give them the vi- vision at the end. Like, it seems like an easy Maybe solution. they didn't want to make it... they know where all of them are. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to make it easy on any evil be- beings for to put them all in one place. You know, it would be easy for someone to just swoop in and take them then if they're all in one place. Well, it was, yeah. Uh, well, I guess they were all in other places too. Honestly, I don't know. Listen, the Avengers are not the smartest bunch in the toolbox or whatever no, the no. the expression is. In the shed, tool in the shed. Is I think it's looking? sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, like like All Star from Shrek. Yeah, uh, and or not from oh. Shrek, but like you <laughs> used in Shrek. I, I always refer to All Star like it was originated from the movie Shrek. No, it is I not. feel this. I feel the same way about Hallelujah. So. <laughs> Because that oh, yeah. that song is also in Shrek, oh, and it yeah, will yeah, okay. forever in my mind be the song from Shrek. Yeah. When I heard it, like outside of the context of Shrek, I was like, "Why are they playing the sound the song from Shrek?" That was a bomb and a banger soundtrack. Like that was like yeah. I remember my birthday party when it was like first grade. It was Shrek themed, and we handed out a compilation of the first and second movie soundtracks combined. It was like a super cut of like the best songs from both soundtracks. I was like, those soundtracks were really good. Like, the soundtracks the Shrek- for the Shrek movies are really good. I mean, Accidentally in love. Counting mm-hmm. Crows in, is in there. I know funky town. That was an original for the movie. That was the for only the movie for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. even more awesome. Makes sense. Um, great Makes soundtracks. Sense. Everyone go listen to the Shrek soundtracks or just watch the movies. Cause the first two are good. The second two suck, but the first two are good. So go watch them. Um, any more thoughts, Kelsa on party Thor before we, uh, Mike Thor take a long slumber <laughs> <laughs> into the next morn. Um, no, I just I had fun with this one. I saw my favorite characters, aka Korg and Meek. Uh, did see Korg and Meek. Chris Hemsworth is just great. He's just a great Thor. There, I'm glad it, they got. He's him. also yeah. one that's irreplaceable in I my mind. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and, and it's good that he's still involved, and he's going to be in more movies too. Like, like he's the one OG sure. that they were like, "Yeah, we're not letting you go anywhere." <laughs> I don't think he wants to go anywhere. No, why, according why? to his wife, he keeps collecting hammers left and right. So, yeah, really? he like brings he. I mean, I don't know. This could be this interview could have been from a while ago, but I I felt like I read somewhere that like she has completely banned him from bringing home any hammers, any more hammers, because he just like keeps taking them from sets. And well, I think he so I he loves being Thor. Yeah. Obviously, who, I mean, wouldn't? who who wouldn't exactly? Who exactly. wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to be the god of thunder? Um, I cannot do a good Thor accent for the life of me. Can you? You you got some accent experience? No. The god of thunder. I can so do like. Korg. Well, yeah, because Korg is played by Taika Waititi from New Zealand, right. and the only. Like accent I have up my sleeve is like the Australian slash New Zealand. It's like a fun one to have though up your sleeve. Like some people, it's like British or New York or Southern. It's like yeah, it's boring. Like like everyone could do those accents, but then you like pull out your New Zealand accent. Everyone's like, oh, I'm cool. Right. This is me. This pile of rocks waving at you. Anyway. Um. Anyway, yeah. So next week we have something fun planned. We are doing a review for. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That's right. It's coming to theaters October 1st, and we will have a review for you on... Let me pull up the thing. Hold on. On Wait. October 4th. So October we will have... 4th? Wait, I'm sorry. October is so close. Yeah, October is soon. It's a, a week away. We were, Or less than a week away. It is very soon. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah. All right. So, sorry. Uh, we'll, I, have to, yeah. I have to mentally prepare for that. There. Yeah, so we will be giving you a review for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which premieres on the 1st. We will be talking about it on the 4th. For you all, we will be doing a regular review, and then the last bit of the review will do spoilers, just like we did for Black Widow, just like we did for Shang-Chi. Just tripping over my words. Um, unlike these reviews where we just kind of spoiler our way through it, um, those <laughs> ones will be more friendly for those who haven't seen it because i think this is going to be a movie that a lot of people are going to wait to see reviews before they go see it because a lot of them were mixed on the first or just like don't really have much interest in the sequel also because of all the other mcu stuff coming out um i think venom's kind of the one slipping under the radar like everyone's like oh eternal spider-man like when are we gonna get him and venom's like hey i'm, I'm here <laughs> nice to see you um, oh dill i saw a really interesting connection oh. the other day on tiktok okay. tell me um i'm trying to remember <laughs> It was like, um, the sand. Oh, because the first time. Okay, I remember. So the first time that Doctor Strange ever gets mentioned in like the Marvel universe, not the MCU, but just like Marvel in general, was in Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie with Doc Ock when they're trying to come up with names. Uh, Jay Jonah Jameson is trying to come up with uh, a kitschy name to put in the papers. And one of his people suggests the name Doctor Strange. And I forget what he says to it. I think he that, says, that like, one's taken that one's like already that. taken. Yeah. So, and then we bring it back full circle to Sam Raimi directing the next Doctor Strange movie. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So it's just like a coincidence, or do you think, like, they planted the seeds all the way back there that they would someday <laughs> all the way back in the year 2000. That's well, I how... think Doc Ock is Spider-Man 2, so it would be 2004, I think. But oh, is way. he the second one? See, I mm, that makes the first, sense. The first one's Green Goblin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second one's Doc Ock. Third one is the Hobgoblin, which is Harry Osborn, and then Sandman and Venom all in the same movie, um, which we'll talk about 
very soon. <laughs> December's coming, Kelsey. We're talking about. All right, all right. We have some movies before then. I know. We have Venom, and then we'll have Eternals. We'll have Hawkeye in there, um, and then we'll have Spider-Man. And then our year will be over. We are going to take a little bit of a hiatus at the end of the year for the Christmas New New Year's break because we fucking need it. Um, because we've been this... talk, we've been talking every week. Can I tell you I... how many weeks we've been talking about this this shit? <laughs> We, yeah, this is our 38th week straight talking about Marvel every Monday. And that one Monday, uh, I believe it was the oh, shoot, what was it? Oh, the, the last the fifth episode of Loki and the Black Widow was a double episode. So we kind of we've been talking about it, I think, for 37 weeks, but we okay. did double up one. But we have 38 oh. episodes. This is our 38th episode. So hopefully we'll hit we'll hit 50 by the end of the year. I mean, we'll hit 52, right? Because that's how many is in a year. Wait. We started a little late, though. We didn't start right at January, I don't think. But anyway, yeah, we've been talking a lot. So we're going to need a little bit of a break uh, before we get into stuff. And then we'll return sometime mid-January once things have kind of just, like, once we've, like, kind of forgotten about Marvel for a little bit. Just because it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's fun, but it, it can it can tire your brain sometimes. Black Widow is on Disney Plus without. You can just watch it now. Well, there you heard it, folks. Um, Black, Black Widow is on Disney Plus. You can so I might watch jump it in and do a uh, MCU rewatch. <laughs> a whole MCU rewatch. Are you gonna fit Black Widow into the time a timeline? Like put it right before you, Infinity War, or do you, do you think? Do you think that's how we we do it these days? I have never watched it timeline order. I've always watched it release order. So like I watched the whole like Infinity War, then Captain Marvel, because I like the idea of like Infinity War happens and then it's like, oh, let's go back to Captain Marvel now that we un understand the mystery of it. And then I've never done it, but I might watch for the next rewatch. Might might watch in chronological order, but what? So you've never watched it in chronological order? No, I've watched it the way it was released in theaters because I want the experience of what Marvel fans felt watching these movies growing up. Like, I want I... that feel of, like, oh, so now that we've teased Cap, let's watch first event and jump into the event. It's like, I don't like starting it with event first event or something. Wow, I've never watched it in release order. Maybe that should be what I do next. So maybe you watch a release order, I'll watch a chronological, and then we could say which we'll one recap. we think is better. Yeah, we, we could see which one. Because... Uh, from Infinity War on, you've been watching in release order because you've watched like Ant Man and then you're watching Endgame, then Spider Man, and then Black Widow. So maybe mm -hmm. so you have kind of experienced a little bit of that, but it'll be interesting, you know. But I feel like Infinity War on, they've kind of been more in order. Well, Black Widow isn't. And Ant Man, well, Ant Man Black takes Widow place is during, in, and, and, and Captain, Captain Marvel's not. And Captain Marvel is a prequel. Okay, so there's yeah. like two prequels. But that's what I'm saying is like there's really only three that are really out of place, and that's First Avenger and Captain Marvel and Black Widow. The rest are kind of around the same place they take place in the because I feel like after Endgame, like you kind of have to have every movie after that be a direct result from that happening. Yeah. And then also with post credits, it gets tough too because Black Widow post credits references Falcon and the Winter Soldier and references Endgame. But the movie takes place before Infinity War, so if you're watching it in chronological order and you've never seen Endgame, it spoils that she dies, that Black Widow mm -hmm. dies in Endgame. So, like, it's 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 a tricky balance, and I think th that's the problem we run into when we release prequels but then make the post-credits scene where we are in the timeline. It kind of, you know, screws everything up. Because I have a friend watching it for the first time uh, chronologically, and they were about to watch Black Widow, and I said, hey, don't watch post-credits or you will spoil it yourself. So... 
Well, much to think about. Um, <laughs> I can't believe she's so, dead. Yeah. Mm. So where can they find you, Kels? So plug your social medias. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can follow me on TikTok at Cause13. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Cause Productions. That's working right. on can... stuff. I'm working on stuff. Ooh, you have any teases to tease? Um, I'm finally putting together that Ireland. Ireland video I've been promising for more than a month now. So you have that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Dylan underscore Randazzo on Twitter, Dylan Randazzo 417 at TikTok, and here at the Dill Pickle Movie Network. If you're listening on podcast, give us a five star and then head over to the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and then head over to the podcast just so we can get monetization on both because, you know, we work or Kelsey works too damn hard to not get paid for this. Um, I, I, you know, I would probably do this anyway, even if I wasn't making money on it, but uh, we'd like hey, to get more, more money from it. So uh, I, I do this for free Dale. Yeah, I know, but eventually we're going to have like bigger jobs that are, you know, we're going to need to like, you know, make, make this worth the while. Um, but it sure. is still worth, it's always worth the while. Um, even if the episodes are a little shorter, like this one. So thank you all for sticking with us. We're talking about Venom next week. Uh, Kelsey will start her chronological or release order rewatch. And we'll see how that goes. But until then I'm Kelsey. Just kidding. I'm Dylan. That's Kelsey. I'm very <laughs> it's like tired. It's like the which is, time you've done that too. I do that so much. I do that so much. Anyway, see y'all next week. Bye.